really bad. I choose you as champion. Say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam. Wait, for real? What's up, guys? My name is Maggie. Welcome to the Real Citizen Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about all things Shazam, um, but I am so excited to be jumping in today. Go ahead and follow us over at The Real Citizen on Instagram and Twitter. We are going to be sharing some content, um, some fun ways that you can get involved. As always, our information will also be in the show notes below, as well as any links to any articles or anything that we'll be talking about today. With Shazam, we are going to be doing a quick non-spoiler review here right at the top. Um, then we'll also be going into some history of Shazam, and then we are going to go into a full movie breakdown. If you have not seen the movie, once we get to that point, I encourage you, step away, and then you can come back and listen to the rest of the podcast, um, and then we'll kind of be talking about, you know, what does this mean for the DCEU, big things like that. Um, other than that, we're going to go ahead and dive on in. So I actually went and saw this movie uh, two weeks ago. I saw this at the early screening um, at a theater here in Wilmington. I went ahead and recorded a teaser for this, uh, and I actually wanted to kind of sit on it for a little bit. Um, I ended up getting sick with the flu and unfortunately couldn't drop the last bit of this teaser. Uh, but as far as the actual review of the movie itself, it, it I walked out feeling just very lighthearted. It was a good comedy movie. It was a good superhero movie. I didn't feel weighed down with like this sense of dread. Which, if you are a fan of the DCEU and you've gone and you've seen a lot of these movies in the past, you walk out kind of feeling like, oh, humanity sucks. Like, that's just where we are. Humanity just sucks. Um, and that, for me, walking out and feeling like, wow, I want to be a superhero. Or, you know, getting to see these little kids who are the age of Billy Batson. You're walking out and you're going, wow, this is these kids are really able to, to kind of cling to this hope of being their own superhero. Um, this is a movie directed by David F. Sandberg, um, starring Zachary Levi, Jack Dylan Grazier, Asher Angel, and Mark Strong, um, the original creators of the um, comic book superhero Shazam were Bill Parker and C.C. Beck. Uh, the movie itself is a really, like I said, a lighthearted, family fun movie. It's a movie that you can go see on a Thursday, Friday night. It truly, for me, it kind of struck a chord with me. I've been thinking about it for the past two weeks. It's the same feelings I had after going and seeing Into the Spider-Verse earlier this year. Uh, it it really, truly, it kind of just, it, it lightens your heart a little bit. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. I recommend you see it in a theater. I don't, I think it's going to translate to uh, smaller screens really well, but I definitely think that it was made to see in a movie theater. It does come out this weekend. Um, I'm going to go ahead, and if you are not familiar with comic books, we're going to do a comic book breakdown. This is something that I'm going to include um, in the podcast going forward with movies that are adapted, um, kind of talking about the source material, where it comes from, and that way, if you are unfamiliar, um, you are walking in with a kind of a firsthand look of, uh, okay, this is where we are. This is why this movie is being made. Um, so we'll go ahead and jump into that right now. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. Okay, so before we jump into the full um, spoiler included review for Shazam, we're going to take a quick detour 
to talk a little bit about Shazam's journey to the screen, who Shazam is. Um, I'm going to provide a quick breakdown here. Um, from This is from DC Comics, uh, the DC Comics website. They provide a full breakdown of the actual comics journey itself. But this is, as of right now, where like kind of the origin story of Shazam. Obviously, with comic books, if you're not a comic fan, and this is this section of the show is kind of for that, if you're not a comic book fan, you don't really understand that comics go through phases. Um, with this comic iteration of Shazam, this is kind of the, the summary of where the comics are. Um, so again, this is from DC Comics. Unlike most foster children, Billy Batson couldn't care less about finding a family. He just wants to turn 18 and finally become an adult. While the boy is compassionate and kind, he's gotten used to protecting himself and staying emotionally distant from everybody. But that changes when he meets an ancient wizard who introduces him to one very powerful word. Just by saying Shazam, Billy is transformed into a magical flying adult superhero with the genius of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the unbreakable will of Atlas, the lightning blast of Zeus, the power of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. But gaining the power of, of the gods means inheriting their enemies too. With the ability of the world's mightiest mortal, Billy will have to struggle with the magical threats as well as his own youthful naivety. To truly tap into his power, this orphan who's always kept people at arm's length will have to learn what family really is. So that's kind of the quick DC Comics summary of where we are. And the movie sticks very closely to that story. Um, there's also, if you go to the DC Comics, I'm going to, like I said, include the link in the show notes. If you go to that, um, it does have a Shazam 101 breakdown um, that you're able to watch. Um, and that way you can kind of familiarize yourself. Obviously, I understand that not everybody is a comic book wizard, no pun intended, but it is kind of cool to be able to walk in and know exactly what kind of movie you're watching. You don't have to have that familiarity to watch this movie, thank God. Um, I think we've gotten to the point with comic book movies where, like I said earlier, they really assume that you know all of this information walking in. Um, but Shazam really doesn't do that. It really kind of leaves it open to interpretation. Now, a lot of people have... Um, ask me when I've posted about this stuff um, or when people are talking about Captain Marvel and Shazam coming out the same month and why there's so much drama about it or around that is because Shazam is actually DC's Captain Marvel. So the reason why comic books uh, are so dramatic and why people are so DC versus Marvel, you have to be one or the other, is because they share a lot of characters. Um, obviously, with the comic book universe, when there is a character who is successful, another property, nine times out of ten, will want to somehow adapt that for their own game. And that's exactly what DC and Marvel have done with their characters over the years. And the same goes for Shazam and Captain Marvel. Now, Captain Marvel in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is originally a guy, um, also known as Marvel, in the... Marvel Cinematic Universe, obviously they're going in a different direction with the current, uh, or not the current iteration, but the um, kind of most popular iteration of Captain Marvel, which is Carol Danvers. Um, I'm going to go into a breakdown really quick, and this is kind of the easiest way I know how to explain kind of the difference between the DC Universe and the Marvel Universe and how this split happened and why DC's Shazam is going by Shazam and not Captain Marvel. Um, this is actually from the digitalspy.com. This is from their article, Here's Why There Are Actually Two Captain Marvels on Screen This Year. And this will kind of also be able to set up why there's a little bit of drama. Uh, from the article, it says, created by article C 
This is from the article. It says, created by artist C.C. Beck and writer Bill Parker in 1939, Captain Marvel was the alter ego of Billy Batson, who transformed into a superhero by speaking the word Shazam. He first appeared in February 1940 in Wiz Comics, but publisher Fawcett Comics soon ran into trouble. DC Comics alleged that Captain Marvel was essentially a copy of Superman and, in a lengthy legal battle, eventually saw Fawcett agree to cease publication of the Marvel-related comics. Captain Marvel didn't appear in comics for more than a decade before Marvel Comics decided to trademark the name in 1967. Their take on the character debuted in Marvel Super Heroes No. 12 before getting its own line, and it was marked, marked differently to DC's version, essentially, of that superhero. Marvel's Captain Marvel wasn't entirely a hit with their readers, according to comics historian Mark, Don Markstein. In fact, Marvel didn't quite know what to do with him, but they did put his comic out every other month for mo through most of the 1970s, he added. The reason was that in 1972, DC Comics acquired the other Captain Marvel from Fawcett. Due to Marvel's trademark, they couldn't publish a comic under the, his name and called it Shazam instead. As for the other Captain Marvel, DC Comics used the New 52 relaunch in 2011 to officially rename Billy Batson's superhero as the alter ego Shazam, and Captain, and Captain Marvel no longer exists in the DC comic books universe. So, in short, essentially there were two Captain Marvels, and DC in 2011 completely rebranded the superhero to now be Shazam. So, if you see any DC comics... Um, and I specifically am talking DC Comics with the title Captain Marvel, um, and you see it for like $2 at a comic book store, buy it because it's incredibly rare. We will not see a Captain Marvel in the DC universe ever again because of this. Uh, so essentially that's how we've gotten to see this. The New 52 is right now a lot of what we're seeing with the DCEU. We're getting a lot of versions that exist in this New 52 universe. Um, which is a line that is coming from the DC, um, the DC publishing house. Um, so if you are looking towards the future and you're trying to predict with DC Comics where they're going, look to the New 52 because a lot of where they are in their extended universe is coming from that line. Um, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to dive on in now to the actual full spoiler review of the movie. Like I said before, if you haven't seen the movie and you're wanting to go in spoiler free, I cannot stress this enough. Do not listen to the rest of this podcast. Um, I invite you to come back, listen to it, make a note of where you are, check out some of the resources that I've tagged in the show notes below, read some of the articles. We're going to go ahead and dive into the spoiler review for Shazam, which premieres this Thursday, April 4th in theaters worldwide. Okay, guys, and we're back. Thank you so much for sticking with us um, or coming back and listening to the rest of the podcast. Um, we're really not going to delay it much longer. We're just going to go ahead and dive in here. Um, to open up the movie, we have kind of, it's now become a stereotypical superhero movie trope of opening with the villain or opening with the relationship to the villain. Um, in this case, we see... Dr. Thaddeus Savannah as a child. Um, we see him with his dad and his brother. Um, and this kind of sets us up to understand 
why um, Thaddeus later in the movie as an adult, why he comes back and is so passionate about finding, um, essentially finding the wizard. That's the easiest way I know how to explain it. He is in the car. He's being bullied by his older brother who's sitting in the front seat. And um, he has this eight ball, um, this magic eight ball, and his dad's driving. You can kind of tell it's not a great relationship. He's kind of the runt of the family. And so he's playing with this eight ball. And the next thing you know, the car starts shaking. It's what we've seen from the trailers in with Billy on the subway. In this case, we're seeing it with Thad in the backseat of his dad's car. And suddenly he looks up and his dad's not there. It starts getting icy. The car starts shaking. The shaking stop, and he opens the door, and he walks out, and we're down in that, um, I don't want to say it's like a palace, but in that kind of shrine throne room that we saw in the trailers. Basically, the wizard says, if you're pure of heart, um, and this is what we don't see in the trailers, uh, if you're pure of heart, I will give you my powers. You're going to be my champion. And this is along the wall, there are the seven deadly sins and they're trapped as statues. Um, and we start seeing them tempt Thaddeus and we look, we turn around and there's essentially this like eye parasite, um, is kind of the best way I know how to explain it, but he goes for the eye and goes for this incredible power. And instead of being the champion, he's banished back into the car. And basically the wizard's just like, you're not who I wanted leave me. And it, Thaddeus starts like panicking essentially because he wants to get back to that place. He's like, I'm just a kid. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. He's back in the car with his parent or with his brother and his dad. And he starts panicking. His brother starts, you know, basically trying to calm him down. His dad gets in a car accident and we see that his dad, um, is alive, but is paralyzed. And then we cut back to the wizard in the throne room and he performs a quote sinking or a seeking spell, which I thought was really poor writing. I kind of sat there and I was like, oh my God, like come up with like a better name for the spell that you're about to do or just not say the spell of it. Um, but he comes up with a speaking, a seeking spell to seek out his champion. So the universe will send him many champions and many people um, to essentially help him find someone who is pure of heart to be the champion, um, to be able to defend the world against these seven de deadly sins, um, which are these stone creatures that are in the throne room. Uh, and that's how the movie opened. Then we see the years pass. Um, and I mean, <clears throat> then we see the years pass and we are introduced to our main character, Billy Batson. Um, we see him, in right outside of a AV stop, an AV shop, um, with this police car comes up and Billy sits there and he goes, Hey, I just saw him. You know, he ran in the back of the AV shop, um, basically saying that there's been a robbery. The cops run into the shop. Billy slams the door, cuts, uh, locks the door essentially, um, from the outside. So these people can't get out. They realize that this kid is about to like steal that police car um, Billy jumps into the police car and you can tell that he's looking for someone because he hops immediately onto the laptop. He starts searching and he searched, he searches the name Batson. So he's looking for someone he's related to. Um, we find out he's looking for his mom. The cops of course are like fighting to get out of this, um, store and he ends up taking the food, 
goes on the run, gets caught, gets taken back to, um, I guess, the social services office where we get kind of his backstory that he's been on um, in foster care for this long period of time. He's run away with from, I'm not sure what the number was. It was like, I think like 27 foster families, 17, I don't know. Um, but he's run away from all of these homes and this is kind of the last straw and that they're going to be placing him in a group home and they are really sweet people just to give him a shot. Don't push him away. And in this kind of section of the movie, things started slowing down a little bit. They started getting a little slower, um, for a superhero movie. Obviously this is, you know, we're used to having so much action every single second of every single day. But in this case, we're getting kind of a little bit of a, a background of it. And then this is where the movie basically turns into the trailer. You're seeing a lot of the same shots. If you want to see the next like section of this to keep in an effort to keep this part short, I'm just going to kind of skip over most of this. He ends up going, meeting with his family. Uh, you meet all of the other kids. What you don't see in the movie is that there are a total of seven people in this house now. There are five kids, including Billy, and then two parents. Um, and so Billy, of course, has his friend Freddie. Um, and then you have a few of the other kids as well. They vary in age and race. It is a very diverse family, um, but it's a group home. It's a, uh, it's basically kids from all different areas of life. Um, it's just, it's perfect. It's adorable. Um, but they, you know, pray over dinner. They're close. Um, it's great. So then we see Billy go to school. Um, we see that obviously he's not comfortable being there. He doesn't want to make friends. He is still looking for his mom. He wants to find her. Um, we do see the origin of why he's looking for her. Um, in the comics, he is an orphan. He is called an orphan. Um, we actually see that his mom is alive. Um, his dad is in prison. Um, we find out later on in the movie that his dad is in prison. His mom is alive, um, but he doesn't know where she is. They were separated at a fair one day, which that's important. We end up coming back to it. Um, but they were separated and he's looking for her. Um, she's not dead. She is alive. Uh, that comes into play much later in the movie. Um, and so what ends up happening is Billy is at school one day and these kids start picking on Freddie. And this is, like I said, in the trailer, we see him get in a fight with the bullies and then run and jump on the subway. And I'm not kidding when I tell you that the entire scene that follows is in the trailer. There is nothing spoilery about how he gets his powers or anything like that. They do explain, um, like I said earlier in the podcast, they do explain that it is um, where the source of the powers come from. Um, that it is the genius of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, and very well valid, blah, 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 blah. Um, they go into that whole breakdown. Um, so you do, you hear all of that and you get a little bit more of that. Um, but when he gets his powers, it's literally the trailer. Then we get the reveal um, from Billy to Freddie. Billy is now Zachary Levi. This is when we're introduced to Zachary Levi as the character. Um, it was so so refreshing to see him on a big screen in a superhero suit. Let me tell you, um, I had a moment <laughs> to myself sitting in that theater. Um, but it's, again, very much from the trailers. Um, he doesn't have any idea what his powers are. Um, we actually get a call back to the comics. Um, the first time that Shazam uses his powers 
Um, I don't know what run it is of comics, but um, I think it's like, I think it's the new 52 one, but when he starts realizing, utilizing his um, superpowers the first time he does it, this scene is literally played out in the movie. He ends up saving a woman from a mugging and basically does it for money, um, which is something that we see in the comics. Um, something that I found really refreshing about this movie is that it really acknowledges if you found out you had superpowers and people were willing to pay you to use them, why wouldn't you? And that's exactly kind of how Shazam comes up with this mindset, especially as a kid. That's your first thought. If somebody pays you to use your superpowers, you make that into a business, like especially in this day and age. And Shazam does that. That's exactly what happens after this moment. They kind of use it to, you know, instead of saving cats out of trees for free, does it for money. Uh, but we see that play out here um, in this day and age. And we're not quite sure that like they don't know how to turn it off. They don't know what to do with it. Um, so they end up trying to sneak back into the house because, of course, Billy's like, I, I've got to get home. Like, I need to do something. Like, I need to figure it out. Um, they end up saying, uh, saying the word Shazam, and that's how he figures out, okay, that word turns it on and off. Um, he ends up sneaking back in the house with Freddy, and they end up being in the house together. So then we see the journey of Billy Batson. So this is, we're getting kind of into the meat of the movie um, there are some montages of him going and doing her heroic acts and things like that. He becomes a viral YouTube sensation, as you would if you were a superhero. You would post that all over the internet uh, because nobody knows who he is. He's like, like I said, it's he's an adult. Freddie kind of becomes his manager, um, his anonymous manager, and starts posting these videos, and he goes viral. Um, they don't call him by his name Shazam. Um, he has like a nickname um, online, but essentially it drops one day that Freddie knows Shazam and he tells these bullies, oh, I know Shazam. He'll be here tomorrow for lunch. And instead of showing up, Billy goes and skips school and goes out into town and Freddie ends up um, getting his butt kicked and ends up going and finds um Billy and basically says like you were supposed to show up for me um you were supposed to be there you were supposed to be my brother and basically Billy's like I'm not into that you knew you know that that's not who I am uh this is this is who I am now and in that moment we see uh Thaddeus show up with Thaddeus we now see him um we've seen him kind of throughout the movie but we now see him as in powered by the seven deadly sins. Earlier in the movie, we see that he has um, invested quite a bit into research into these group hallucinations. A lot of people have claimed to be called by the wizard, which if you remember earlier, the wizard said, you know, this basically put out the seeking spell to find his champion. And all of these people have been abducted and now say that they've had this experience. Of course, nobody believes them. They think it's hallucination. But Thaddeus Savannah obviously knows different. So then we find um, that he is has found his way back to the wizard. He ends up stealing that all-powerful eye, um, and now he is imbued with the power of the seven deadly sins. He's gotten revenge on his father and on his brother um, by killing them. Um, it was terrifying, but it was honestly kind of the most satisfying villain thing I've ever seen to watch or that I've ever actually enjoyed watching. Um, 
they definitely, I kind of felt like they deserved it. If that makes me sympathize with a villain, that sounds really bad. But um, anyway, Thaddeus shows up um, to fight Billy and he now realizes um, after being empowered by the seven deadly sins, they've now told him that the wizard found his champion. Now you have to go destroy him. And so we can take over. And so he finds Billy and starts fighting with Billy. We see an incident where Billy uses his powers and a, uh, a bus goes over the side of a bridge and he catches it and puts it down safely. But Freddie's just like, you did this. You're responsible for that. You have to stop. Like you have to, to stop doing this. And that's where Thad comes in and, and basically calls him out for being a fraud and being a kid. Uh, so then that's where we get our first big fight scene of the movie is with Thaddeus and Billy. Billy gets his butt handed to him. Um, in that moment, we see kind of the viral clip that's been going on in some of the trailers that get him Batman. We get that moment in the uh, movie at that point um, when they're basically fighting through a mall, um, which was so satisfying. And I don't know why that hasn't been in a superhero movie yet. Um, to see a mall actually absolutely like demolished by superheroes. Um, it was kind of about time, but we see, uh, that Thad, um, goes and tries to end Billy when what ends up happening is Billy says Shazam in the middle of a crowd and Thad does not know what Billy looks like, not in his adult superhero form. So Billy ends up getting away, but Thad notices that, um, his buddy Freddie is calling his name. And Thad realizes, oh, wait, this kid is not running away like everyone else. Obviously, he knows something and realizes that Billy and Thad, um, Billy and Shazam are, in fact, the same person. So then we see Billy run off. He's defeated. He feels like this is all my fault. Um, so many people have been hurt. I'm not cut out for this. I just got my butt handed to me by the supervillain. Um, he ends up running off and he ends up getting information from his foster family about where his mother is. Um, they find out that she changed her name back to her maiden name um, and that Billy went by Billy Batson, but her name was different, and that's why they couldn't find him. And that's where Billy finds out that his father's in prison, but his mother is like three blocks away. So he ends up running and going and finding her only to find out that she actually didn't want him, and when he ran away, she never went looking for him, which was a really kind of depressing moment but it's a moment where Billy realizes that my family is now this this foster family and that I am truly alone or that it, he is essentially truly alone even though he's got this foster this foster family uh so then we fast forward a little bit and um Billy ends up finding out that Freddie's been taken by Dr. Savannah and that his family is now kind of held hostage Dr. Savannah calls him basically says like you need to come home um, so he shazams up, jumps off the top of the building, which is what we see in the trailer where he screams shazam and flies and burst off. Um, he ends up coming home and Dr. Savannah wants him to go back to the, um, to this throne room with him and trans transfer the power that, um, Billy has into Dr. Savannah so he can be all powerful and take over the world. Essentially that's. That's basically what he wants. So they end up all going, both the kids, Dr. Savannah and Billy, and they end up all going into this throne room and they 
he releases the seven deadly sins in their like little smoke form. And Billy obviously refuses to do this um, and tries to start fighting um, Dr. Savannah while the kids are still there. They, they all run off. Um, they all run off and start um, trying to get out. They find multiple doors with some weird, weird moments um, behind those doors. Um, but they run off, and this is where we kind of get into the big end game fight of the movie. Um, and this is probably the next, like, 40 minutes of the movie. The last, I would say the last half of the movie is completely action-packed. Um, they end up running. They end up getting back into the real world, finding their way out, and Dr. Savannah follows them. And they find their way into a winter carnival, which um, that's where Billy was separated from his mom. So it was kind of a, a callback moment to that. Um, they end up running into this carnival. They fight for a while. We see a Santa who we've kind of seen throughout the film kind of as like an Easter egg. The Santa, of course, is like freaking out. Um, he ends up being a fun little Easter egg at the end of the movie. But um, And we get to a point in the movie where Thad has, Thaddeus Savannah has Billy on his knees basically at the point that he is going to, he's going to finish him off. Like he, there's no out here. There's no way of winning. Uh, and Billy realizes that in that moment that he, his heart and what the wizard has basically said to him is like, once he opens his heart, he can share his power. And he realizes that his, fa his family now um, are the people that he needs to share this power with. Um, so he tells them all to grab onto the staff. Um, they say the word Shazam, and suddenly this is where they all get into adults, and they all um, become these superheroes in their own right. This is where a lot of people had theories that Adam Brody would be stepping up into a role. We found out, according to some action figures length, that he would, in fact, be another version of Shazam. And that's true. We have, I think, Megan Good is her name. Um, I've should have looked up her name on here, but we see a few actors that we've seen in some different movies. They are now Shazam-like uh, powerful beings. I think they all have different names in the comics, but um, we now see that they end up defeating the seven deadly sins, and they now have these alter egos. Um, they're closer as a family. It's kind of a sweet moment, um, and their foster parents still don't know that they are now superheroes, and they sit on those wizard thrones in the throne room. Uh, and then at the end of the movie, um, and I know that that's like a very quick, that's probably like the best summary I can do. But, um, at the end of the movie, we see that same lunchroom and Freddie is sitting alone. Um, his foster siblings end up coming and sitting next to him. The only one that is missing is Billy. And we have a moment where they're like, yeah, we're coming to sit with you. Like, and we just want to be a family, blah, 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 eat together. And, then you hear Zachary Levi's voice and he walks in as Shazam fulfilling the promise that he had made to Billy that he would show up at lunchtime. And so of course all of the kids gather around and there had been a long standing rumor that Henry Cavill would be making an appearance um, in the Shazam movie, kind of giving a nod to what I said earlier about Shazam being kind of a copy of Superman. Um, and I had my hopes up that him saying that his schedule wouldn't allow it. I thought that was like a red herring. Unfortunately, it wasn't. But we do see a Superman show up. Um, Zachary Levi said, or 
the Zachary Levi Shazam says, oh, I brought a friend along with me. And you see from the neck down, we see Superman walk into frame and Freddy like freaks out. Um, and essentially that's the end of the movie. We then see in the mid credit scene, a scene with Dr. Thaddeus Savannah. Um, and we are introduced to the concept of, I believe it's the Legion of Evil. Um, and we are introduced to a new character that will be reappearing. I'm going to keep that one as non-spoiler, but, um, and then in the post credits, we see kind of a jab at Aquaman, uh, where Zachary Levi is testing out his powers. This had happened earlier in the movie, but was not in it. Uh, he's basically testing out to see if he has the ability to talk to fish. Uh, and he's talking to a goldfish, essentially giving him a fat talk. And that was kind of a cute callback. But, and then we wrap out on credits and we're done. So that was kind of the long story short of Shazam. Um, I honestly love this movie. Um, I'm excited to see the DCU take a, a lighter tone um, compared to what it's been. And I'm interested to see Zachary Levi and his chemistry with um, Gal Gadot's woman, Wonder Woman and Henry Cavill's Superman. And I don't think we'll ever see Ben Affleck and Zachary Levi in the same movie. Um, when it comes to Batman and Shazam, but we'll see. Um, honestly, the movie was great. I couldn't be more happy, and I'm excited to see where the DCEU. I'm excited to see where the DCEU goes from here. Um, as always, keep in touch with us online at the Real Citizen. I'm going to be going through and um, answering some questions about upcoming movies. If you have any recommendations for what you want us to see whether it's on Netflix, in theaters, anything like that, please let me know. Also, I want some guests on the podcast. If you're interested in being a guest with us and you are local to North Carolina or you are even at a distance, please let me know. I would love to have you on, get your thoughts on um, the current movie status. Um, I'm excited for what's to come. Join us as we continue on this weird and wacky journey. Like I said, follow us at The Real Citizen or Real Citizen Pod on Instagram and we will catch you next week. Bye guys.